0: Welcome back to Down the Frame Podcast, guys. Today, I have with me my co-host, Jacques. Hello. And a third co-host, Alexa.
1: Hi.
0: You uh, may know Alexa from the YouTube channel as well. She is uh, joining us for her first podcast here. And we're talking about one of her favorite topics, which is kitchen remodels.
1: It is one of my favorite subjects. I'm I'm pretty stoked.
0: I mean, you did just do pretty much a kitchen. Well, just I say just it was like the course of a year or two. Uh maybe even more. How long did that renovation it was take two you?
1: 2 years ago the kitchen went the quickest. It was it was like a 3 month reno. Really? And that was like just just weekends. Mm. But we we got it all the way down to the sheetrock and well actually less than the sheetrock. Like literally all the way all the way down to the frame. Okay, <laughs> um, good. There we go. And yeah. and did everything.
0: Mm. Mm. It was
1: pink when we moved in.
0: Yeah. That's right. It's funny. Pink, so was mine. Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was like I just it. thinking. The, the, I was, the like, tile oh, was God.
1: probably on sale.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, well, my top, my kitchen when I first moved in was like this gross pink and gross yellow color.
1: Ooh.
0: And uh,
2: the the tiles still yellow. I have to finish painting that, make that white.
0: But they, they must have really liked Easter, huh? Pink and yellow. Seriously,
2: it was like they their entire life is Easter, apparently.
1: <laughs> I thought my tiles were actually beige when we moved in and bought the house. And my sister laughingly, like jokingly said to me one day, she was like, are oh, you going to keep the pink tiles? And I was like, what pink tiles? And she was like,
0: oh, man, your
1: floor is pink
0: you're uh colorblind
1: (laughs) i just was i was so focused on how bad the cabinets were Uh, that i I didn't look down
0: (laughs) yeah so when you're doing a kitchen renovation i think a lot of people are like oh yeah it's you know just rip everything off and you know throw on some new cabinets and bada bing bada boom it should be done in a week or two but that's not kind of the reality of it uh and we're let's let's talk about demo and some of the things you should expect from demo First of all, if you're living in the house and you're demoing your kitchen, it's going fir- to be messy and it's going to be a pain in the butt because where are you going to cook? Where are you going to, you know, I mean, maybe you're a person that doesn't cook. Maybe you eat out all the time. But
2: well, then why are you renoing your kitchen if you don't use it?
0: Right. Aesthetics. Maybe, but but you could also just be adding value to your home. You know what I mean? Because doing a kitchen renovation is probably one of your you have like bathroom renovations and kitchen renovations that like change the way a house feels. Uh, and everything else kind of comes second to that. But it is also like one of the most expensive places to renovate because there's so many little details that people don't think about that, you know, just the difference between granite and quartz. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. what a $10,000 difference or something like that. Probably not that much, but
1: I, I was going to say, like maybe a $2,000 difference.
0: Yeah, it's like it's it's a lot because $2,000 you can buy or you can pretty much do all the framing and everything. Well, sorry, I should say if you're doing it on your own, because I did a small portion of my kitchen and that renovation alone with me doing all of the work probably cost me in the realm of like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. And it was literally like a five foot by yeah, like a five foot wide section of my kitchen. Honestly, the bulk of that cost though is cabinets. It's cabinets.
1: Cabinets are expensive.
0: Yeah. A lot yeah, they of are.
1: places too, like if you're going in to like have your kitchen it like you and I, we went to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever to get our cabinets. Like, we knew what size we needed. It was kind of easy for us. But, mm-hmm. like if you were going to have a whole kitchen designed, a lot of places determine your kitchen size off of how many cabinets you need. So, if you need like a 20 to 30 cabinet kitchen, that's like a medium sized kitchen because that's
0: including base and uppers. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into that, though, because that the cabinet section, that's going to be a big section right there. I do want to talk <laughs> about what you should do before you even get to cabinets, and that is the framing. Uh, to hang cabinets, there is, there's a method that has to start at the framing, and that's basically one element that is added to the wall assembly that's not in any other part of your house, and that's called blocking. And typically what blocking is is like a two by six piece of wood that instead of it standing up like a stud, the whole face of the wood is in between the studs and it's horizontal. And you do, uh, I think it's about three rows of those, So for the like bottom, or it could be four, but you know, blocking gives the cabinet installer, you or somebody else enough meat to screw your cabinets into and hold it secure to the wall. So you install these two by six pieces of wood before you put the drywall up, it's behind it, it's in the wall assembly. And then you send, there's actually special screws that I didn't know, which is cabinet screws. And you should look those up. They're like a very wide or like a large head, almost like they have a washer built into the head of the screw. And you sink those in. And instead of looking for the studs, you now have a piece of blocking that two by six right behind that you can just screw into and you don't have to guess and drill a bunch of holes in your cabinets to find the stud. Do that first and do that everywhere. I don't even care if like, you're like, I don't know if we're going to put cabinets here first, do it everywhere. That way, if you want to put cabinets in the future, uh, you can just save the measurements at which you put those two by six block pieces of blocking and you know throw up a a cabinet or even shelving or something like that you know yeah two by six you could do i guess you could do however you could just do a piece of plywood behind your drywall if you wanted to (laughs) like a hole. your
1: hold as well as like a two by six would but
0: well i mean like literally you ply wall your entire or plywood your entire wall before you put up the drywall you could like a a utility room but no don't do that that's a waste
1: There's, I mean, there's definitely a few different methods of mounting your cabinets. If you are, for instance, my kitchen, I I actually move my cabinets all the way up to the ceiling. So some of my cabinets are mounted; they have a couple screws going. There's a two by four above them, and they go into the ceiling, just an additional securing method. Um, The other thing I wanted to touch on too is that we're in New England, and we were talking about demo. When you're demoing that kitchen. My gosh, if you are in New England or you have one in general, please take out that soffit box of just disgustingness. And there's usually never anything behind there. Um, sometimes they'll tuck some wires in there, but it's nothing that can't be tucked into the ceiling. Sometimes you have ductwork in there, so you got to keep it. But there's, you know, it's 2022. There's definitely nicer, fancier ways to like hide some ductwork instead of needing that soffit box.
0: Um, huh soffit box i also forgot yeah you also brought up another point about demo and living in new england we kind of just jumped completely away from beginning demo part but like when you're demoing a kitchen there's a lot of trash so like you might want to rent like you might want to if you don't you might want to rent like a dumpster and uh like a small one rented a trailer did you okay yeah and
1: we just threw everything we could into it and then and went over to the transfer station yeah so absolutely even one of those um I don't know. I don't really know what they're called. They're just like they're they're green, and you you go to the store or you go to your transfer station to get it, and you unfold it in your driveway. It's and Like then, a dumpster bag. Yeah, and then but yeah. it's huge. It's huh. huge. And then once you're ready, they come and pick it up, and it's got these two utility handles, and they like come with this truck that like picks it up by the handles, and it, you can put cabinets in there, you can put sheetrock in there, whatever you want, and then it picks it up and puts it into the back of a dump truck like a traditional like dump truck
0: huh that's an interesting option
1: so it's definitely it can be you know it can be expensive to rent like a a 20 or 25 foot dumpster but that's that's a very affordable option also because it sucks when you're paying money to like throw things away
0: oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's but that's all it's what sucks about kitchen reno's is a large portion of the cost is probably just the logistics of it it's you know how do you timing when you get your cabinets and you know waste removal and um all that planning like if maybe you don't have a dishwasher and you want to get some plumbing in there you gotta plan that you gotta plan the electrical planning and just logistics of it it takes a lot of time and you want to do it right but also if you're living in new england and then you're tearing apart your kitchen i wouldn't recommend doing it in the winter because having that extra Operational space outside the home, where maybe you can run a saw or you know I don't know throw just trash right out the door and you can leave the door open that's that's a huge time saver. Uh I renovated my little space little kitchen in um in the winter, and it was like, oh man, now I have to worry about you know if you work from home and you're running a saw or you know your significant other works from home and you're running a saw, it's tough, whatever you know, I get home from work like a few hours before. Um my girlfriend's out of work so it's kind of like oh well can't really do that. Um
1: Yeah, for sure. I I mean, it's definitely doable if you really wanted to it, cuz it is kind of a nice like cooped up project, but it would definitely be difficult. At least if you could do all the demo during the during the summertime.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you could do the demo and framing, everything else except for the tile work, you're not really using you know, power tools, I guess. Yeah because you know electrical i mean there's a little bit of hammering going on if you want to put in boxes and stuff like that but drywall you're cutting with a knife um cabinets obviously you're installing that and you're using like a probably an impact but you could probably just use a drill which isn't as loud um yeah, so you could. I guess you could do it in the winter, but definitely get one phase, would, like yeah, the demo just, phase. It
1: wouldn't be a good time.
2: Well, I feel like one benefit of doing it in the winter too is it'd be easier to find spots where you could improve your insulation. You could just feel the cold air pouring into your house.
0: Jake, oh my God. That's kind of true. You tapped on a real good part of this topic. If you're in the wall cavity, definitely identify any sort of uh penetrations in your wall that go through your sheathing um some of those may be like a hose bib that connects to your water line behind your sink that's a good spot that they might have just cut you know maybe a six inch hole instead of uh you know one inch hole and they didn't air seal it maybe take some spray foam seal that uh maybe you have a crawl space and your plumbing is coming up from your crawl space uh seal around there um that or just are all un- of
1: us who are fortunate to have a window above their kitchen sink. I don't yeah, know what I check. Get. Um, I get such a breeze from under ooh. my from under my window because it's nothing I ever thought to check.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, if you are taking, you should be probably taking your trim off your window. Uh, I have. We have a video of that on down to the frame where it's finding kind of a hidden draft, which around the window, the, and, well, in between the window and the framing, uh, sometimes people don't use a sealing method, whether that be caulking with backer rod or spray foam, uh, it's not there. So take a little can of spray foam and spray around your window get that nice and sealed up, because the worst thing in the world is be standing at your kitchen sink, cleaning the, uh, the stand mixer that you just made that lovely cake with. And uh, your feet are freezing. It's literally a terrible <laughs> feeling. <Yes>. Uh, <laughs> so, it sucks
2: to go back and try to identify that stuff after. Because like if it's behind yeah. your cabinets or whatever, then you're like ripping the backing of the cabinet out. And it's like
0: yeah.
2: total pain it's, in the ass.
0: It's safe to assume that your kitchen, more than likely, you, oh, well, more than likely you're, you're not going to be able to see that wall cavity for the next 15 years. So with that attitude in mind, try to nail the details behind the wall cavity. Uh, as best you can even sealing uh, using like a bead of caulking uh, at the floor plate of the wall assembly I know a lot of air leaks through there and back in the day they didn't really do any air sealing details but um yeah and then obviously before you start buttoning everything up there's electrical to keep in mind yeah,
2: and plumbing too
0: plumbing as well yeah i mean
2: because if you're doing any like you had mentioned before if you're doing any upgrades to like higher flow uh, stuff like a dishwasher or you're moving your sink or whatever you obviously want to do that before you close up the wall
0: yeah absolutely that or
1: like if you are upgrading your refrigerator as so many of us are these days and have an ice maker or water yeah. you gotta lead a line over there too
0: yep and they do sell ice maker outlets which is a plastic box with a valve inside and i really like that as a detail because typically what you see is just a like a, a quarter inch hole drilled through the floor and a line shoved through it and that's cool and all but if you can plumb it nicely and have this nice little outlet with a nice little shutoff valve that's a really nice feature to have that way you don't have to run down to the basement if there's an issue with your fridge leaking or anything like that um
1: absolutely yeah that's wicked thanks nice.
0: yeah and then as far as electrical goes um me being an apprentice electrician some of the stuff that i've learned uh to do is basically you're going to want probably two um well any any device in the kitchen meaning like a fridge electric stove electric stove you obviously have to have a separate circuit too cuz that's going to be probably a 240 volt uh outlet and like a a three prong probably uh yeah, sorry a twist lock like a 30 volt. plugs yeah yeah and so you're going to want to make sure that you have your circuits ran for that so definitely talk to your electrician if you're doing this yourself and have them plan out what you're going to need but yeah you're typically you're going to need a circuit for oven fridge uh and then if you're doing a maybe a microwave that's above the hood like you did alexa or built into your oven hood yeah you're probably going to need what a 20 amp outlet to that
1: yeah and it's advised to do it on its own circuit just because microwaves can be like you know like they can just they can have problems, and if you put something in, it trips it or whatever um but any built in microwave they suggest you try. To put it on a circuit by itself, like for instance, mine is on it with just um the light above my kitchen sink. That's literally it. That's the whole. That's the whole circuit. My yeah.
2: microwave circuits tied into my living room. So if I have my air conditioner running and I turn on the microwave at the same time, I, yeah. like oh, no. my the entire area of my house goes black. Yeah, like this I sucks. I
1: turned my I shut my whole apartment off more than once. Yeah, doing that too. Um, another thing to consider with electrical is where are you putting those lights? Because as as you know, Zach, in my house, we didn't have any lights. And when mm-hmm. I went to go put those in, God, they sucked to put in because the kitchen was already done at that point. So if you mm-hmm. want a light above your kitchen sink or if you want. Or
2: under cabinet lighting, too. You might Absolutely. Want yeah, that's a good one, too. If
1: or if you're putting in an island and you want to do like those fancy pendants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people are putting in like a chandelier if you have higher ceilings. Um, yeah, and you're gonna have yeah, a light above the sink and stuff like that. Lights, yeah, they can do under, um, under cabinet uh, toe kick lights too now. So like walking lights when for nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any of those things That's, you want to allocate? So extra. If that you have like that a is big extra. Kitchen, though, and you you don't <laughs> want the lights on. They're like motion censored. You can of course get them LED rechargeable too, but it'd be very nice to have it all wired in. I'd always
2: plan for to have like twice as much light as you think you need in the in the Absolutely. kitchen. Absolutely. Like, yeah, and that's... I, I feel like I always want brighter lights in the kitchen.
1: Absolutely. are working
2: in there and yeah. Yeah. I
1: I Zach think actually one actually said the... that to me too when we put my lights in cuz I was like, "Oh, I think I'm only going to do four pucks." And he was like, "No, you you have to do six. Like you have to." And we like what we cut out like a piece of construction paper and had it on the ceiling trying mm-hmm. to figure out and he was like, "No, what if you're standing at this part of the countertop and you're cooking right here, you won't be able to see." So, yeah, definitely plan for more.
0: Yep, plan for more, and um, may, I don't know, maybe even have a separate circuit for lighting. The tough thing about lighting is that it's, it's almost excessive to use an entire 15-amp circuit for it because, well, I mean, it depends on how much lighting you're running, but LED lights use so little energy that it's like, you know, you don't really need to do that. But uh, one thing I do have to say is that any amount of light you add if as long as it's LED, which you should be putting LED lights in your kitchen, uh, just make sure you have the right Calvin rating, so like uh I think four thousand uh three thousand to four thousand in that range is probably good for a kitchen. uh anything higher than that, five thousand six thousand you get a weird blue, but I guess it kind of depends on like how you want your kitchen to look and your uh, ceiling
1: height that makes a huge difference too, and the colors that you're doing too,
0: right, yeah, of so your, of your kitchen. But typically, if you're going for like a traditional-looking kitchen, you're probably going to be pretty okay with a 4,000 or a 3,000 Kelvin light. And then everything can be put; every LED can be put more than likely can be put on a dimmer switch as long as it's LED rated. So uh, I would like people being like, "Oh, too much! You don't want to put too much light in." I'm like, it doesn't matter if you put it on a dimmer switch, uh, and you have one of the like the sliding dimmer switches. You can just leave it at one setting and you're good to go i don't think it's an excuse to under provision your electrical because you think it's going to be too bright yeah, that's something you can change after the fact
1: absolutely and
0: uh as far as you know just yeah make sure you dial in all the electrical because some other issues you might run into if you maybe tie in the microwave with the refrigerator circuit um it could trip circuit and you're going to lose power to your refrigerator so you could spoil your food and stuff like that and um typically you're not going to have uh getting into like gfi and uh, arc fault protected circuits you want to look into your into the code at the time but you might not want to put your refrigerator on an arc fault protected circuit because if it trips you know you're going to spoil all the food that you have in your fridge and that sucks so um, and GFIs need to be within like six feet of uh, like the sink. So stuff to keep in mind. Moving on from that, after you nail your framing details, you nail any sort of air sealing or um, insulation details. And after you nail your electrical. But by the way, before, I definitely think that under cabinet lighting is a necessity for any modern day kitchen. So don't I wouldn't even think of that as an option. How, why wire the plays for under cabinet lighting. Uh, just add that into your cost. Uh but now let's just talk about um drywall. We're getting to the drywall phase here. I think oh also electrical boxes, get the ones that have the the plastic rim with the foam on it. Uh the ones that kind of seal or self-sealing. Definitely on exterior walls you're going to want those, but also if you're kitchen's up against maybe like a, a living, uh, like a bedroom area or something to keep some of that sound out. But yeah, we're putting the drywall on. What type of drywall should we use, Alexa?
1: I use, I use the purple stuff. Um, purple stuff.
0: What yeah. about if I'm doing tile?
1: I put hardy board down. Um, not necessary, but my father-in-law made a wonderful point that sometimes you hit that dishwasher and you leave your house and someday that dishwasher might fail. Yep. So, you know we we went ahead and did hardy board for the for the floor and the purple sheetrock though, which is the I'm totally gonna botch the terminology here but it's the water resistant like the not resistant but it resists mold growth mm-hmm. with moisture the mo- what what am I why do I not know this term <laughs> um, I don't know but yeah we what, put up what, the uh, purple sheetrock for that. It's and the it's walls. probably the
0: same stuff. I mean, you have that in your basement too. Like, I honestly, at this point, we it's put funny. It,
1: you're it's supposed to be for bathrooms and any moisture areas.
0: Which which is funny because now I'm like, why would you just not use purple everywhere?
1: Because it's so much it's more expensive. Really? Expensive.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Really? I yeah. I didn't think it was that much more, but okay. I think yeah. It's, like and so.
2: it's also harder to deal cheap. with too. It's a lot. It's a lot heavier.
0: Oh really?
1: Um, I don't yeah. think that it comes in anything less than a three or half inch. Yeah, I think it's all half inch too. I don't. I that could be wrong. I just don't think that I... you can buy really, really thin quarter inch, uh, moisture resistant or whatever it's called. Yeah. Sheet I mean, rock. why I would you it want to comes. anyway? That's well. So the reason people buy the thin stuff is if you're doing like a ceiling or you're going over something or you know, there's n- not really a reason. Like there are a couple instances where you don't really need half inch sheetrock. So, oh. but I, I'm I've, I'm fairly certain it only comes in one thickness. I
0: could I'm in bothered. the realm of if you're redoing your kitchen and your drywall isn't butting up like you've ripped all the drywall down and there's no area where it's going to transition to maybe like the living room drywall or whatever, uh, or transition to like a half inch drywall. I use five eighths because yeah, kitchen's noisy and you're going to have, that's probably where people are going to conjugate. If you can put a little bit of mass in the walls, uh, you know, you're going to deaden that sound of talking or dishes clanking or cabinet doors shutting. So putting mass in a kitchen, I think for me is ideal. You just add as much as you can use rock wall in the walls, use um, five ace drywall, you know, add as much weight as you can just to kind of like, Dead in the sound of a kitchen.
1: Yeah. You and I are both very biased though, because we both live in two completely opposite kitchens. You live in a galley and I have an open floor plan. So for me, it wouldn't be worth it. But for you, it's a hundred percent worth it because your kitchen technically backs to like your living space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Whereas like if you have an open floor plan, it's it's not even worth spending that much extra money on your one wall that it would be on. And typically if you have open floor plan, it's it's going to an exterior wall. Yeah. So, yeah. just focus on that, you know, getting, or just focus on sealing everything up, of course, but rock wool wouldn't be worth it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, on a, yeah. exterior walls, though, use, use your rock wool, okay? It's just a better product. <laughs> it's just better. Uh, all right. I mean, now that we've done that, you get into, you know, taping and plastering and that stage that's pretty straightforward do it to the whole area but one thing i have to say about drywall and maybe painting is that should you paint before or after you put the cabinets on should you just paint the entire wall while nothing's on the wall should you prime it should you like how do you approach that because when i did mine i was like i'm not gonna prime this five foot by seven foot section of wall because it's gonna be have cabinets on it. It's gonna have tile on it. I'm not gonna see it, but should you? Is that a good idea to do that? I would prime it. Uh,
1: I was gonna say maybe prime, but I I would honestly I would only prime the section that you're gonna see. Yeah. Like there's there's just no point.
0: Yeah, just, um, I, to it, me I'm like don't waste the money.
1: Yeah. I would, like, if you were going to do it, if you insisted on, oh, I'm going to prime now, but yeah. even still, if, you are, if you're planning on putting a backsplash of tile up, Jesus, there's no point. My gosh, yeah. don't even bother wasting your time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, good. That's a point that I was, like, kind of rough on. I was like, I don't really know. I don't really know what I to do. I think
1: that's very much user preference, too. Like, if, so, you know, if you if that's a DIYers question, that's not like a I'm having a kitchen done
0: question. Well, like, you I know, don't you we know. have a mixture of audience if you're not doing it yourself, absolutely. And I bet you that the contractor's not going to tell you to do that. You're gonna be like, no, yeah, probably we want to get this, <laughs> we want to get this job done. So <laughs> you're gonna get nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what about let's see sink details. I, I honestly am like go get... order.
1: It's time to order cabinets.
0: No. No. Yeah, I <laughs> the guess probably walls yeah, up. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you floor, probably should you have already ordered first. cabinets before the drywall's up, but I mean, what are you talking <sighs> cabinets are tough. I mean, it depends on what you want to buy, where you want to buy it. Uh if you're buying it from like a box store, just know that whatever you're receiving is probably going to be damaged. <laughs> Some of it at least. Seriously, though. Yeah, and so you're if you're like okay i ordered my cabinets it's getting delivered one month from now and that's good that's reliable it's not don't expect it to be reliable because you're going to end up sending maybe a, a cabinet or two or three back because they don't handle those things with care it just gets bumped around and um
1: and they're you know packaged terribly
0: terribly absolutely terribly they use the minimal amount of cardboard for those things no padding nothing you know sections of the things are exposed. I'm like, I don't even know. But yeah, so just know that you're probably gonna have to send one back and might have to wait another month for one cabinet uh, in this market anyway.
1: At least, I think I waited two months for some of mine. We, um, I, I was actually, I was so on a budget when we did our kitchen, like just, I was making nothing. And I would actually, every paycheck, I would just order another cabinet or two. And so by the time we actually demoed, I had most of my cabinets. And the other thing to think about too is if you really are DIYing this and and you're buying your cabinets like that, um, you know, order a couple extra because you can return them. Especially if you put it on a credit card issued by the store, um, even not you can you have ninety days to return some of those cabinets. And whether you change your mind or you need it because one of the cabinets came damaged, because you'd be surprised at how many cabinets you order for a whole kitchen that are the same size. I have three uppers out of my. Seven that are the same size. And I think four of my lowers are the exact same size. They're not the same cabinet by any means. Some of them are doors, drawers, combination of the two. But if you order an extra cabinet, you're kind of looking out for yourself if you're on a rush here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as like hanging the cabinets, I mean, obviously try to, if you're doing it yourself, make sure you have the right hardware. Um, and if you're doing this whole project yourself uh one thing we th- forgot to mention during the framing process is get that framing plumb, level flush make sure everything is straight because whatever happens at that framing stage is gonna percolate and p- just destroy whatever flatness you want to have throughout the project like obviously there's going to be some you know some variances that the drywall is going to be able to eat up but you really want to get those details the the framing just flat as you can uh especially because you don't want you know you don't want your cabinet doors hanging open a little bit because they're like angled towards you and your dish is falling out and stuff like say, that
1: you open, a, open a door and the dishes slide out
0: yeah you don't want any of that so you really really have to pay attention to the details and framing when you're hanging a, a cabinet on it you can shim your cabinets too but you, then you run into Uh, you know, you have gaps and stuff like that in places you don't want. So, uh, one thing I didn't know about hanging cabinets is you don't just screw them to the back and screw them into the blocking, but you also screw them together in the front. Uh, Uh,
1: yes, absolutely. Yep. And it's the difference between a clean looking kitchen and Joe
0: Schmo did this kitchen. Yeah. It also adds a lot of rigidity locking all of the cabinets together. I have a set of cabinets that I didn't install and are installed with, um, you can see there's like a screw hole where they like miss the stud and there's the, and there's the screw that's in there now and it's just a drywall screw. And then the front of the cabinets are not screwed together and there's a gap that you can see in between the cabinets. And you know, if you pull down on the cabinets a little bit, you can hear them creak and you're like, oh. And then if you go to the ones that I install with the proper hardware and, and methods, you could literally do a pull up off those, and you're good. Like, and I'm like 180 pounds. I dare so like, you. I could. I, <laughs> if 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 I didn't have everything set up, I would. But uh, it's pretty crazy. So make sure you get the proper hardware and uh, attachment methods dialed in. Uh, all right. So the next big thing now that you have your cabinets installed is your countertops, right?
1: absolutely so it's although wait before we, kind we jump to that fun
0: part it, it is but before we jump to that i do want to just touch back cuz I, I brought up a little bit ago the sink and i think if you're going to get a sink Get, get the big, the biggest, get the biggest one you can. Yes. Oh my god, yes. I have
1: such input to this. So I have wanted one for so long, and I, I really messed up not buying one because I listened to the mother and the mother-in-law, and that was just a dumb idea. But <laughs> they now make these workstation st- sinks that have like, like they, they have like a top tray almost that so you can put a cutting board, a strainer, a dish rack, and the it, the sink comes with all these items, so they're specific to the sink. Yeah, and. Oh, my gosh, because i I prep at my sink when I'm cutting fruits, vegetables, rinsing, whatever. Um, even when I'm prepping meat, I do it right next to my sink because I'm constantly moving between that and something else. So I'm washing my my hands between it. So I want to prep like as close to my sink as possible. Those workstation sinks, they're huge. They're always one basin, and they have they usually come with a uh, a colander, a dish rack, a cutting board some sort of like soaking bowl if you will and they are so cool and they are not even terribly expensive they're they're right in range with prices of other sinks so Mm -hmm. if you're like if you are doing this kitchen because you love to cook or something like that highly advise
0: yeah absolutely uh like jake said the biggest thing you can get you know yeah just (laughs) it's and it's one detail you're not going to regret Spend a little extra money on getting a good sink detail. Get the... I don't think
2: anyone has ever said in the history of man, my sink is too big.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think has so. Not yeah, been said. Everyone wishes their sink was bigger. Yeah. And uh, another detail is the faucet. Get like a nice faucet. Get something that has uh, different modes to it and maybe has like a nice pull down feature, especially you if you're sure a gotta make sure it works sink. with the
2: sink that you get too. Yeah, absolutely. And you the get rest of one your that... hardware. Yeah. And, you know, it's like all if all you get one nice. that the neck doesn't go out far enough like that's not a good time
0: yeah Yep. i think they're pretty
1: much all like extendable these days though they all have like the i don't i mean i'm sure they sell them for sure but in a kitchen that's being done today i feel like they all do that pull down Mm -hmm. slinky rinsey thing you know Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah
1: as opposed to it coming out of the countertop like all 80s and 90s kitchens did yeah Mm -hmm. the sprayer there we are um Yep, and, yeah, but... and
0: so, like, I, I'm a big fan of the the multi-use single-headed ones. Like, mm-hmm. some of the older ones had, like, the pull-out faucet on the right, and then you had, like, your standard head. I, I don't really like those. I like the monolithic design of the single-piece ones, but also, they save a spot for something that some people want and some people don't want, but I think I'll always add to my future homes, and that's... in. Uh, a triple filter system or a, a reverse osmosis system uh, water filter underneath the sink, and you can have a dedicated spigot for
1: drinking water, right?
0: For drinking water, right? Yeah. Or whatever you can be for cooking water too. You know, if you're boiling spaghetti, you want a you want a spigot just be a filtered That's water. Really, yeah, secondary dedicated spigot. Some people even have like a dedicated hot water spigot too, like a, a ultra fast heating hot water spigot. Um, oh, I'm my the-
2: work has one of those. It's so convenient. Yeah, yeah
1: so I, j- I just found out that thing existed just recently. I think that's stuff, so cool It comes
0: out so hot so nice is, is that is that a heater underneath the sink or is that it's a heater underneath the sink at least okay. the one at my
2: work but there's probably one that ties into like' cause even it's even hotter than their hot water lines I think yeah it's so like that... near boiling like it's I was gonna say yeah the hot. the
1: one I just noticed or I just found out about was it's bo- it's it is like boiling water it's hot. Yeah, Yeah. it's
2: scalding. Like I, it's uncomfortable to touch.
0: Right, and I think that that's also something you need a provision for in your electrical phase. Yeah, Uh, you might have to run a separate circuit for that, and even maybe a two forty volt system to that. Uh, probably depending on how quickly you want your water to heat. And uh, so, I've been
2: thinking a little bit lately about uh, like putting a pot filler like somewhere next to the oven.
0: I think Uh, a pasta,
1: a pasta arm. Yeah, I think that be they have a cool. word for that. Yeah,
0: a pasta arm. What is that? It's essentially it's like
1: a... A, a an extending spigot near your oven, so you don't have to carry the hot the the pot of water from one side of the kitchen to the other.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's right above the oven.
1: Wherever, uh, yeah, it's it it depends.
0: Oh, I've seen okay. it
2: mounted like on the side of okay. like on the other side of like the backsplash of your oven or whatever. The... That's
0: just basically a sp- yeah. Okay, so like if your oven's not directly next to your sink, maybe you'd you'd want that. If you yeah. have a
1: big kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. even if Those you, people I, cause are I have like a really smarter. small
2: kitchen, but I think it would be cool to have. I don't know, yeah, it it's seems, convenient. Seems convenient. Yeah. Jake's
1: raising the bar in his kitchen.
2: Yeah, I mean. In theory I would, but I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't own this house. So yeah. What's it
1: called? But going back to your sink edition, Zach, there's there are a couple things that you can add on to that these days. Like you can do obviously the, the soap dispenser, cool, whatever. But now they have that the bottle rinser. Yeah. Have we all mm-hmm. seen that? You press yeah, down. the cup
0: rinser, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can do that. Or you can do um, which is what I plan to do. So I have a garbage disposal and instead of the light switch action. You can have an encounter button, so it's right there, which would oh. be really cool. Um, yeah. That's that's something I would want. So, so you, know, you have un- a lot just... of options for that. That
0: <laughs> under that, your sink uh... alone, you're gonna have like eight outlets for all the gadgets. Well, no, 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 people that's are what i saying. Yeah, you days. have a lot of
1: options for the one hole you're drilling in yeah. your granite or marble or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's. Let's transition now to the countertops because we're. This is a longer podcast for us, but. When you're when you're buying materials for your countertops, there's a lot of options, and they're basically always a balance between durability and style. Uh, personally, if I were to go and get countertops, uh, maybe, for instance, I did a small kitchen renovation, which I'm adding to pre-existing portions of my kitchen, which had uh, pre-existing, I don't even know what type of you material it is. Is Is it is it granite? You have granite. Like actual granite, you have yes, you have granite. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but <laughs> I wouldn't get actual granite. I would get a quartz, uh, man-made material, much more durable, good looks, um,
1: much easier on maintenance.
0: Yeah, maintenance is much easier. It doesn't stain, and uh, it's probably cheaper too, right? I would imagine.
1: So yes, but the reason that granite is a common thing where we are is because this is the granite state. Right. Seriously, granite is so much cheaper in this state it is it's painful how much cheaper Mm -hmm. it is it's almost comparable to quartz prices almost
0: yeah well i still wouldn't pay for it but if (laughs) if you want to pay for it pay for it but uh a kitchen is a place that's going to be used a lot in your home so pick details finishing details that are durable uh and floor details uh cabinet handle details Sink details, you know, you want to spend a little bit extra money in here because this is stuff that's going to be kind of beaten up on, especially if you have kids or uh you like to entertain a lot. Make sure you have and details that can withstand the wine stains and the I was the gonna cooking. say,
1: easy to clean, yeah, is like such a thing to be taken into consideration when buying these materials. Is mm-hmm. how easy is that to clean? Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, is that? I mean, we—that's countertops—is it? And then, I mean, we could get—we could do a whole nother podcast on uh, what other sort of gadgets you would want to get for your kitchen, kitchen gadgets. Yes, kitchen gadgets. But one thing I do want to touch on, but I don't think I want to dive too deep into, because this could also be another podcast. Is Should save it then? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll lead them in. But give we'll, us the if, hint. If, yeah. Yeah, we'll give them the hint. Uh that's kitchen organization. <gasps> Yeah. I figured you'd like that one. Yeah. So (laughs) people actually are paying specialists to come in and plan out exactly where they are going to put, you know, glasses and utensils and pots and pans and plan it all out and build organizers that potentially could go into those spaces. So we're going to save that one, but lots to think about when you're building a kitchen and we hope that this information we gave you has either saved your saved your budget, your time or, you know, future frustrations and maybe it gave you some ideas too. Uh any other things to add, guys?
2: I look forward to the organization.
0: Me too. I think Alexa does too.
1: <laughs> I look forward to all things under this. The only thing that we didn't touch on which I guess we should have when we were in the building phase of this podcast um ventilation as in heating so i know it's Mm. super common these days to put that fun heating vent underneath your kitchen cabinet so your feet stay warm
0: Mm, well we will definitely that's a whole nother i do want to do a topic specifically on how to heat and cool your home and where to do it so that's something we can touch on there too but uh, i think we nailed everything guys thank you for listening to down the frame podcast we will see you next time Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Down to the Frame, and on our Instagram account, Down to the Frame. (laughs) And if you have any questions for us, contact us at downtotheframe at gmail.com. See you.
1: See you next time.